All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Craft Imperial Podcast. We are here at our locker sponsored Lit Cigar Lounge in Chesterfield, Missouri. And uh, we got <laughs> some initial. And the bourbon cowboys already started. <laughs> some initial noise. And we actually have a really fun episode today, something we talked about doing for a while um, that we're pretty excited about. You're going to notice that the sound quality is much better. We upgraded the mics again, and I think we're at our final mics. Um, these uh, clip-on actually allow us to get more comfortable and sit back and not scream into the microphone. And also, they have dampeners on them, so there won't be much backwards noise. So this is the Viking saying what's up. We'll get to the scar in a minute, boys. Go ahead. Um, hey, what's going on? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He pulled a Russian. He didn't say it in English. <laughs> no. No, this is great. This is We've done lit many times, our sponsor, and... But we've never sat out in their front, kind of like garden areas. You know, we got some wisteria, the sun's blue. I actually feel pretty good. I don't know. I sweat hard this morning. I moved to brick wall, so I'm raring and ready to go. How you yeah. doing there, Russian? You're looking good. He looks like he just got off a boat. He looks like a, a, <laughs> an admiral. Dude, no, he literally looks like, if you guys, like pre-World War II, those like blue wool uniforms that Navy yeah. sailors wore. He even got the rear admiral hat going, bro. Shout out to Crown Heads. <laughs> yeah, except my scrambled eggs are are uh, puffs of smoke. Pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, that is. Yeah, that is. I like that. That is a neat deal. I oh, actually, you just got that. Or they look like yellow cauliflower, too, but, you know, whatever. I had um, my first Chiefs hat. Um, I had the little gold wings or whatever oh yeah the the string that come across the top i don't know what they call that line of hats but um yeah i remember oh, those yeah we all got our crown heads hats on so i'm wearing the new orange juarez hat uh hodge has a gillette tire inspired green road it's good year it's like good year sorry good year tire, tire yeah, but it's gillette a road show gillette Razor? Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know the last time I shaved, so. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> um, all right, so we're going to get into something cool today. We got a couple of cigars here. Um, we've got one cigar that none of us have smoked, um, and we have another cigar that I think the Russian's the only one hasn't smoked it. Um, on top of that, we are going to be blind tasting two different Yellowstones today. We are doing Lit Cigar Lounge's Barrel Pit Yellowstone against the general production release Yellowstone. We're gonna taste through them, kind of pick out what we like, what we don't like, um, and then we're gonna try and guess with Brian which one is the barrel pick. So that should be, that should that be, should be pretty cool. Yeah, see how much we think we actually don't know. <laughs> exactly, and we probably won't. We'll probably pick the stuff. Well, we probably <laughs> will, it be interesting. Um, so the first cigar we're starting off with are these Aladino Corojo Reservas. Um, now these Aladinos, I this I am gonna look up because I want to be sure. I believe these cigars are made uh, from part of the Yoroa family. Um, Which if you is know- right on, is it on the Honduras border? Hond Honduran, yeah, Honduran right, and Nicaraguan yeah. border. Um, but the Yoroa family is Christian Yoroa's asylum, all that, that's Christian Yoroa. Um, so it's made at Fabrica de Piro's Aladino. Um, let's go with Aladino Toro. Julio Yoroa, 
Um, I don't, I don't know. The thing about that Yeroa last name is, and I don't want this to sound rude when I say this, there are a lot of last names um, in the, like, you know, like Fernandez, um, and names, names like that. There are a lot of different families that have the same last name or the same build production name that they use. Uh, but I think this is in relation to the Yeroa family. Not entirely sure, but we will find out. Regardless, we're going to get into these guys. Um, beautiful cigars. The presentation on them is awesome. Um, well, we'll get a picture. We'll take a fresh one when we get done as we kind of peel these apart already. But uh, they have a very nice, soft... Um, what do you call that, uh, this, this paper, like when tissue you pack a, paper. tissue paper, yeah, right, is that, that what that is? Yeah, I was gonna say, it, yeah. I was, it's wrapped in a nice little cute napkin. And yeah, for sure. It, yeah. it is. It's like a, a, like a sweet little, little present. tissue sleeve. When you want your drink. Uh, pop them on out, man. We'll do it. Bring them both. Um, that was talking to Brian, he's gonna bring out this, uh, tasting, we're gonna see what we do here. Um, but the cigar is great, the way it's presented. Uh, I'm actually a fan of what looks like the 1998 Windows printed label, right? Like, I think it's a joke. It's, it's not a stylish label. You know what I mean? It's very basic. Yeah, the colors aren't vibrant. It's very calm, cool, and collected. So, a Honduran Corojo. This is, I mean, now we know of some good Honduran tobacco. You know, most people know Christian Yeroa, obviously. Uh, and Rocky Patel. You know, Rocky Patel handles a lot of Honduran tobacco. There's some Honduran tobacco in the bowl, like when we had Nishan. Isn't there some in the new winter collection as well? Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the binder on that's Honduran. Um, it's like three different. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna fire into these guys. <clears throat> um, and get this, this shindig going. Beautiful day, like uh, the Bourbon Cowboys said. We're sitting out here at the um, uh, the front patio at Lit that Brian and Dana kind of threw together. It's actually in Missouri, probably the best patio on a, <laughs> a cigar bar, maybe. I think <laughs> you know, it's got a good overhang. The sun's away. Nice, very nice little breeze. A little breeze that I can use a soft flame lighter and it doesn't go out. That's my kind of breeze, man. All right. Well, mine is going. Now we just need to get our taste-a-roo on. Well, I have smoked this before, like I had said, and I uh, <clears throat> actually got it at the Riverman Club. Uh, cigar place and the guy had we had a discussion about it and um, be interesting to, to taste this again yeah I gotta say right off the bat and I've, I smoked one of these before I sent you a picture of it in our little group chat that has been a few weeks but uh, right off the bat um, some cigar I hate when people say every cigar kind of tastes musty when you light it because they don't um, I think very well fermented tobacco does. This um, right away has like a, a burnt, a burnt uh, chocolate to it. You know, like what I mean by, you know, if you ever, um, yeah. but you know what I'm trying to say, like burnt cocoa. That's what it does, like an aftertaste of a, of a, of a, of a raw cocoa. Like right away off the light, which is super unique. 
a little spice there, which is Mikorojo doing his business. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm really excited to see how the ash goes on this because aesthetically, when you look at the wrapper, you can see a lot of veinage. This is kind of a dry wrapper. Uh, but the first one I smoked, it, uh, to quote the Mad Russian and uh, Monkey Cigars out there in Germany, it stacked dimes. You know, so. Well, the last pairing I did with this, we drank wine. <clears throat> and it was kind of a breezy day um, that I had it. But I remember it being all the things that you just talked about. Kind of a little bit spicy, but yet not too spicy. And um, having a bit of a chocolate taste to it. But not overpowering by any means. Not at all. I really like, and again, you know, this is probably going to change over the next inch or two, but so far in the cigar, the body on it, the mouthfeel, there's a lot of, a lot of shit going on in the cigar. A lot. Like, there's some cedar kind of building, some wood. Um, it's tangy. It's probably going to be a good pairing for what we're, we're I think uh, so. Speaking of what we're going to get to, how much Yellowstone have you drank? Um... You know, I've, I've had some of it from time to time, but I've never um, been oohed and odd by it, really. But um, I, I just, uh, you know, haven't spent a lot of time with Yellowstone. It, now, I I have a bottle. Um, I've had it down at the, the Cowboy Bar before, and then I have a 101. It's in a black sleeve. I've seen I've, I've seen that down there. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You don't see that too often. And I have a bottle of that. And I've never opened it and tried it. Um, you know, like you know how it goes. Sometimes I don't open them until I get another one. Well, hell, that may be never. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, the way it goes these days. That's very true. Uh, but no, I interesting to uh, to try it. Yeah. Um, I think I remember the first time I had Yellowstone, I think it was like right when I started drinking bourbon with you, like coming over from Scotch. So getting into the higher proofs and, and you know, the spices and, and char and whatnot. And I remember Yellowstone being dog shit. I really, really do. But then I, I also, I also remember having Yellowstone again a couple of times. Um, like I, I actually got to taste the original barrel sample for this barrel pick. Now we'll talk about what happened to that sample because it didn't come. The way you know, we'll get into that. Does he still? Have, I wonder if he still has those. I don't know. We're gonna ask him when we get done. He That'd might. Be interesting. Yeah, it'd to be try pretty him. cool. He might. He very well might. Um, but uh, yeah, but I remember the next time I had Yellowstone, and Yellowstone's kind of the, the whiskey that I reference when I talk about how your 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 palate and your your taste actually builds over time. Because the next time I had it, I was like, oh. Uh, I mean, not my favorite thing in the world this isn't bad, you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of, I was telling him about, I remember the first time I had Yellowstone was like when we started drinking bourbon, you know, we all started kind of getting into bourbon and I was leaning off scotch, I thought Yellowstone was shit. <laughs> but how it's kind of grown, you know, times that I've had it since, but you're talking you know, over almost three years of what, almost a thousand different bourbons by this point maybe. Well, I love the name. I mean, Yellowstone has got such a rich history. It's got a great TV show, guys. Just want everyone <laughs> yeah. to know. They, well, not for COVID. There, I was a, uh, I was working with the, the brand to, to do to set up two. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful Dana Snyder. 
man. Okay, don't tell us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. She finally talked on the podcast. <laughs> so we have no idea which one is which. You do not. No. Well, this is going to be fun. So awesome kind of style. I'm, we're going to get a picture of this to share with you guys. They to separate, to separate the two without telling us, we have a tasting straw. I was literally sitting here the whole time going like, how the hell are we... I mean, gonna be able to. We'll drink one and be like, well, uh, uh, the empty glass. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. So, what we'll do is we'll, uh, let's get a, Can you take a picture of how these glasses are set up so we can reference them when we're done? And then, uh, Mark, get your lighter fixed? Yeah. Yeah? I told you, man, those DuPonts, you gotta blow all the air out of them and you gotta treat them gingerly. Which is really don't fun. treat them like a ginger. Treat them gingerly. Which is funny. I've not done any of that, and I've had great success with mine. One thing I will say about Dupont, so they didn't fix my lighter. Oh, um, well, they didn't. No. And what's happening now? Because I didn't buy it from a licensed dealer. Huh. And uh, uh, what's so happening now is when you fill it, it still lights, but the butane is leaking through the the holes in the thing jig. You know. Well, so what do you do at that point? Go back, maybe go back to uh, Patrick and say, uh, hey, bro. Well, I don't want to blow him out, but yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I would. So if, if not for COVID, I was working with the, the brand to do two um, Yellowstone events earlier on. Like, oh, you were actually working with Yellowstone? Yeah, they were, it was, to, it was two, two, oh, cool. two events to promote Yellowstone. And one of them was a, was, was, was a bar crawl event where they would have... Yellowstone at, 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 at every bar that, that was participating and you, you pay your, your, your fee to the, the pub crawl and in each one you picked up some branded sort of like camping type item seemed like a hat at one and, and, and a shirt at another but it was all sort of like outdoor themed stuff that was branded by Yellowstone and unfortunately that, that, that got scrapped because of coronavirus. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get another chance next year, but that was... That, well, maybe. That, I mean, uh, hopefully we can. That, that'd be, that, that's a cool kind of bar crawl. And that's actually, neat. They, they, were, they were donating a, a, a portion of the proceeds to the National Park, too. So that's they're, awesome. they're, they're tied into that. All right, well, let's nose these things up, and let's figure out which one we want to go into first. Um, There's definitely a definite different nose. All right, so let's do this. Put your straw in your left hand and your clean one in your right hand. That way we, we stay on track with what we're doing here. And, yes, be careful. The straw does not go up your nostril. Huh. So on the nose right away. There's a difference. Big yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that this is the barrel pick. <laughs> it's sweeter. There's more body to it. Right? Definitely sweeter. Right? Yeah. I think this is a little flatter. You're an awful lot of sniffing out. Yeah, buddy. We are. You got to get it right. We haven't even we haven't even had a taste of it, and we're thinking the straw is the barrel pick already. Don't tell us till we're done, though. You ruined the whole damn podcast that way. <laughs> All right, well, let's... Uh, That's interesting. Let's start with the straw. And then... You gonna hang out for the podcast? 
No. Yeah. Okay, so I'll hook you up. No, no. You sure? Well, I got a mic good, and no one's gonna hear you. I can talk about it. Okay, alright. Alright. Do we have to do this together, or we can do our own damn thing, buddy? This is the end, we'll figure it out. Giving the Corojo Reserva first? Yeah, we started with that. Um, that was, you know, so I, I wanted to look it up, and I tried. And I don't. This is Julio Uroa. Correct. Okay. Is he related to Christian? Yes. Yeah, okay, that's yes. what I thought. Okay. Yes. All right, so we're confirmed. So this is a relative of what everyone knows Christian for, the Asylum brand and all that Honduran tobacco. Okay, cool. Yep. Right on. I wanted to be sure. But Julio sold to, he had Camacho and Baccarat and sold that to Davidoff. Really? Yes. And so, but he he owned, he owned Camacho before the rebuild. Correct. Right, before the Dicka days, yes. the booth days, yes. right? Okay. So as soon as his non-compete was up, he started JRE, which is uh, your Aladino stuff that you said. Yeah. In the process of, uh, of choosing the, this, this barrel pick, you go to Limestone Branch to, to, to do it. So I'm going to say. They actually sent it here because it was at the. I really think. So they sent us. The, I really the, think the, the straw is the pick. I do. There's more body to it. Uh, it's sweeter. It's more. Uh, there's more wood. Um, it's just a little. Umphier. <laughs> It's just, a, it's just, it's just, it's just a better whiskey. It's, it's, a, a, it's a better whiskey. Yeah. 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 I, I Brand totally ambassador agree. Slash yeah. tour guys, Stephen Fonte. Yeah. Really funny guy. Yeah. So yeah. I really hope we're right because yeah. he's a part of the experience. I mean, I, I've, I been, I've been on a, uh, I've been on a. But they almost don't taste the same. So can, can you pick, hey, turn that flame down, dude. You're going to burn that thing up. Um, See, that's another thing. I've never touched my, any of that adjustments. I never screw with it. Well, you know what's funny is every time you talk about uh, Asylum and you talk about Honduras, I, my head starts spinning a little bit because, you know, I do that 660 premium yeah. by Asylum, but that's all Nicaraguan. No. Oh, the premium is, yes. Right. The rest of... That's why I was so confused when that guy goes, oh, you really like Honduran cigars. And I'm like, well, well that was a really. draw because you said you were smoking Asylum. asylum. And right. most of the Asylum line... I think there's two that aren't um, Nicaragua or not Honduran. I think I know the premium is not, and then I want to say the ogre is Honduran and Nicaraguan. It's Honduran Candela and Nicaraguan Habano, but I don't know. That could be asked backwards too. No, but I like this cigar. It's like my second time having it, and I've got another version of this. Well, I he's got in there. Next to him, he's got the Cameroon. So African-grade wrapper. I think I, yeah. Which, um, that'd be fun. I've never, you a Cameroon guy? I am. I like you are? It. Really? Yeah. Well, here's another question. It's a little off subject, but it's on subject of what we do. Um, I got a little blip today. The convention that you guys go to in, uh, in Vegas got canceled this year. Right. Mm -hmm. And apparently they make a cigar for that convention every year. Yeah, you get it. It's a, usually General makes it. You get it in your little gift baggie. Have you seen anything no. on it this year? No. 
And uh, well, I was reading about it, and it seemed like it would be a pretty good cigar. Uh, yeah, well, like, the only what's on I just could, it was like an Epi Two, or it had some really strange name to it. Oh, I don't know. I'm going Half Wheeler. That's PCA where it came from. Half Wheel. It came from Half Wheel. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, usually that's when you show up there and you go to registration, you get your your, your bag of goodies and whatnot. So now they're opening like, it up to buy because they have. To, you know, well, yeah, that's right. they got they got to make the money back right, on it. Right, right, right. And I right. wonder, I want it was either General Altus that made it, one of the two made it. Because uh, General always, it's I, I would almost bet it's General because they always host the opening party, the opening night, which crams about fuck seven hundred people in this little room, and you know you're crawling on the floor to look up the smoke. <laughs> it's a good time though, great DJ. Jonathan Drew's always making cocktails and stuff. It's weird. Another question. Last time you guys went to a big cigar deal, did they even have the Luchadors um, line? The, the Luchadors still available. Really? Yeah. It's like the pile driver. It's all, you know, of the Mexican mass yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, again, it, it comes to show that that cigar's popularity dropped when the blend sold, changed. Well, yeah. he sold it, and, and the whole blends are different now. Yeah. But... The original luchador still it is oh, yeah. that was a cigar before its time yeah the cigar was 10 years too early but too early and the guy i can't think of it who who was the originator and promoter of that luchador does anybody know because he did a really good job with marketing the cigar and doing all this and then he sold it maybe to see well, i think it's cle Sam Lacia. Sam Lacia. I actually found. Uh, and is he a? He's not an older guy. He's a relatively younger. Young. Dude, yeah, I actually yeah. found boxes for sale of the original one. Really? Okay, well, don't lose that. Really. No, I'm saving it right now. If I can buy uh, one. Mark, did you go through and did you try the two of these? Yes. Which one do you think's the pick? I think you might be right, mostly because the. One without the straw reminds me more of the Yellowstone that, that I've, I've, I've kind of what I've come to expect from Yellowstone. Right, it, it's it's good. This is what I'm. It's good, but then when you drink the one with the straw, there's those specialties that like I don't think you usually. You know what I mean? It's got more. There's more. It, it's sweeter. There's a little more wood. Um, there's like it's like flowery, you know, like but botanical, you know, but not gin botanical, not crispy like hibiscus or anything. But it's like, you know, walking through a nursery, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to be honest, can you guys taste the baseline in there? Because those taste like two different whiskeys to me. There's definitely something in. The right, the the one without the straw, that is not as prevalent in the, in the straw, the one with the straw. Yeah. The one without the straw also has a little bit of that. that I really hate doing them side by side, cause, and then with the cigar, where we, you know, right. But, but I think in this in this option, there's such an astute difference. <laughs> I mean, just the notes. I w I would have bet the straw. But that was why, like when I did it, I I put the cigar down. And I, I, I drink water in between to try to cleanse the palate a little bit. If I, if I had a pretzel, I would have 
in the pretzel too, just to just to try to separate. The... And I think that the, that the one without the straw has, has a, a little bit of that sort of dusty color that we've done in, in other bourbons, but not not overwhelming. But All that vintage taste. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of something that I expect from Yellowstone. This Yellowstone corn, are we based? More corn? I, I, I don't know. I don't um, know either. So, what we're drinking, though, proof-wise, am I thinking 93? Yes. I mean, it's kind of weird. We don't have the bottle. 40, we don't normally. Well, we don't. I know. We don't. Not yet. We're just. But, we're like blindly yeah, sampling 40, those. Ninety six is forty eight. I think it's forty eight percent. We're doing a barrel 90? pick over a store bought. Over a store bought. Yeah. Right. Regular production versus barrel pick. The nose is just so crazy on the the one without the straw, and then just. The nose on the other one with the straw, it's just, it got a smoother, you, you, yeah, it's just. Yeah, like the one, the nose on the one without the straw is vintage, it's like citrusy, it's baking, you know, and then. Well, listen, the bottom line is, is, you know, we taste a lot of bourbon and I try not to get too flashy with all the flavors and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. For what we already know right now, I, I I like for what we know. But right off the bat, I, I think you just go with your gut, and I would have gone with my gut that the straw is is the barrel pick. Well, I think I said on the nose. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna live with that. I think the straw is the barrel pick. That's what I'm I'm going with there. What do you think, Russian? Yeah, I agree. And the last time. You remember when we went to that that bourbon documentary premiere? Yeah. And uh, Steve Beam, he's the guy who behind this. Right. Is wearing a bolo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a lot of the beginning. I don't remember a lot of the ending of the night, but <laughs> <laughs> because we ended up at the Pagan. And if you, for whatever, if no one ever's heard of the Pagan, it's down at Central West End. It should always be something everybody should experience, but typically by the time the pagan gets open and you experience the pagan, the night can get a little foggy at that point. Definitely gets away from you for sure. All right, so let's talk about this cigar against these Yellowstones. Um, I like it. I, I, I knew it was going to be like that. I, I said I think this is going to be a really good match uh, with this bourbon. It kind of complements each other. Um, yeah, I don't do a whole lot of cigar smoking without without whiskey. And we've talked about that before too, but but I think um, this cigar would not be as exciting to me without the pairing. I think that that this it brings out some of the, some of the sweetness in a cigar that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Yes, I think I would have missed it. Yeah, um, and, I, and I think that the, the the cigar helps bring out some of some of the. Um, well, some of those other qualities, and I mean, there's there's even something, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe even a, even a little bit of a, a vegetal quality. That sounds bad for for for, for whiskey, but um, but it's not unpleasant. 
No. So I mean, this even this I, the 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 one that is the uh, barrel pick. It's even got a, a little buttery, a little buttery flavor to it. I can see that. Um, I agree with what you said, Russian, about the cigar kind of opening the, especially on the barrel pick. Yeah. Side joke, I really hope we're right, because if we're not, it'll be really funny for me, I don't know. <laughs> but um, with the barrel pick, it really does. That buttery thing, uh, I think that's kind of the mouthfeel. I wasn't, I don't, you know, I, and I like what Hodge said about, guys, we don't try to get nerdy with it. And that could be um, a combination of the cigar and true. the bourbon, too. But the one thing you said about the cigar, this would be a cigar that I would invite you to smoke with water. This is actually a very good cigar. It really is. It's just got um, some very mild. It's yeah. got a very mild complexity. That may be the, to thing. the cigar. I think you're smoking heavier on a consistent basis now. This is rather light, uh, but yeah. body wise, it is a spicy corojo, and I like the the the, the cotton. I, the, people are going to think I'm crazy. The cotton mouth feel the cigar gives you. This dries out the back of your tongue. That's that. That's that raw spice. It's actually burning corojo. It's actually when you smoke a when you take it a, a fermented corojo leaf and roll it over and light it, it dries your tongue out. That's what it does. Huh. So it's actually pretty unique, you know. I don't uh, know, man. I'm but sure. I love that. I love that you. Thanks for being honest on that. That you're not fond of it without the juice. That's awesome. We need that. We really do. Um, which is good. I wonder maybe just for as a learning experience, I should start. Smoking without drinking a little bit, just. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I smoke and don't drink every day. I'll tell you what, I, I, uh, you know, this, that cigar on the way to the work in the morning. I mean, already we're, I'm probably an inch, a good inch or more. And again, I mean, now we're in perfect conditions where we're sitting under this overhang. Bro, this is what I say about this weather. Right, and I'm not into the the dime thing. Uh, although we do have a great picture of the Russian <laughs> stacking nickels. Yeah, but he smoked like this, like the whole. <laughs> he was like Dude. this, smoked like this for about He's, an hour. So, there used to be a time where when you were the guy smoking cigars, everyone stared at you. Now it's like whatever. But now it's like, what is this fucking guy doing? It's not a snorkel. It doesn't have to stay out of water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like. I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke like this for a whole hour, and I'm gonna try to get my dimes all the way to the last. This after. guy's gonna be a reverse hunchback by the time he's fifty. <laughs> but, you know the bad part is when you, when 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 you fail on that, you get those ashes all over your beard. I mean. It, oh yeah, well now, I don't know. I I started. I'm like, woo. I don't know. I have not. I, I usually go after about two or three months. Okay. I will bet you a box of your choice. You can't not shave till my birthday. Oh, my God. You know, you probably, when we went to Big Cedar, yeah. that's about as long as I've ever. And How long Janine, was that, though? Janine really liked it. She's like, you're kind of looking Greeky. All right. So I'm going to say something in the cleanest way I possibly can to keep this safe for work. There are things that men do for their wives. And when you've got the uh, mane to follow suit, it uh, creates a more explosive firework show. Well, she likes my hair. She's <laughs> always wanted me to uh, grow my good, hair right? long. <laughs> I, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Well, I'm going to keep that in mind. You're looking though. Greeky, huh? 
Like one of those Greek statues with a little dick? She's like, God, you're, you're kind of looking Greeky with all your, you know. You're spray painted on abs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, you're wearing the right shirt to, uh, you know, measure the biceps, right? That's right. Well, that's for my fish. Oh, that I never that's catch. where you measure your <laughs> <laughs> I got a wooden ruler for that. <laughs> Yo, you mean the one that clicks out? No, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just used the yardstick. <laughs> uh, that's cute. I stand on the roof of the house and I drop the tape measure. Yeah. Kidding. Well, Kidding. yeah. Okay. Let's the only guy I know that can notes. that can. We're not in any competition, but Lars Teton is way, way, way the fuck out there. Yeah. Speaking of that, we got to talk to that guy. Yeah, we need to uh, we need to uh, rejoin that that group. Yeah, that that is so, been long overdue. Let's uh, let's come back to this cigar, man. Um, I really like the cigar. I do. Uh, this is um, this is one of the few that I smoked before you, because I yeah. sent you a picture. This probably about five weeks ago. Oh, long and I was like, that. I yeah. tried, I tried this on a little Sunday. It may have been a little Sunday thing, but um, if you and I will, I want to do a little shout out to the Riverman Cigar Company over there. On, am I thinking? Is it Watson? Yes. Yeah. Down there, kind of Friar Tuck. There's a Friar Tuck across. Yeah, it's right. It's right before um, over there where that. There's that the Grants Farm. Yeah. Um, little uh, bikeway the or big libraries there yeah. now. That school or whatever it is. But yeah. they really do have a nice selection there, and of course, no one's smoking inside. They have kind of a outside parking lot deal. Oh, uh, for uh, not historical reference, but if you want to go back a decade, this is what used to be Alcorn cigars. Which is interesting. You brought that up too because. I was on Lindbergh the other day, and um, the old gas station still has a sign on it. Yeah, it says yeah. Alcorn Cigar. So that, that yeah, before that was that before Alcorn? that location. Wow! But when they when they left that gas station and moved to that kind of lower level of that, what do you? I don't know what you call that. That mezzanine building or yeah. whatever. Um, that's where they were. It was an old gas station. They had a cigar shop in there. Then they busted out of that and moved over. And they've never sold it, so it still says Alcorn Cigars on it. I always liked uh, old uh, gas stations or you know what, automotive uh, places. My dream location for a barbershop, bar, and cigar lounge, an old train station. Like one of those train stops. Not not like a huge, but you know, like the, yeah. one, uh, the one right down there on Front Street in Washington. That building right there. If you, are you kidding me? Well, they've got something, and I agree with you 100%. There's some of those up in Pond, um, right where your your house is being built. And oh, so yeah, we looked at some of those houses. But just astronomical prices already. I mean, um, but I, I love that location up in there. But that, that's yeah, that's a great idea. Well, that'd be an There's awesome. There's a spot. lot of little train Whoa. station. Towns like that in Kansas City, I noticed too. I've heard that, and I've heard yeah. like uh, my son lives right o next to one. I hope I'm saying o Oklahoma, a big rail rail state. Do uh, not know. It used to be. Yeah. That well, that's what I mean. There's a lot of old, like the arch built, you know, red brick rail stations that are like three thousand square feet. They got you know forty foot ceilings inside. They're just awesome but the problem is there the reason they're not used anymore is there's 
and nothing around. <laughs> well, you know, the one in Kirkwood is amazing. If you've ever been to the one in Kirkwood across from... Isn't there a brewery in there now? No, it's still a train station. Oh. Amtrak still sits there and they've got the old... You know how they used to do the walls with the mountains and... Yeah. They'd have these walls in there. Yeah, it... it that would be fun to go see. Of that train station in Kirkwood? Well, there's the there used to be the High Highland or the Highland Brewery, which is now uh, used to be the Highland Brewery that concerts there and, and uh, but now it's the uh, taco place. The uh, Mission Taco. No, um, Mission Taco. Mission taco. Yeah. yeah, took over that. So yeah. I don't I don't think there's a. It, breweries, my God, there's in every neighborhood right now. Breweries. You've been to Union Station in Kansas City, right? Yes. I think that's a pretty cool use of that space, but it's it's, it's more uh, a family-oriented place than than. than uh, that's the first place I took Janine uh, for uh, uptime big steak dinner, <laughs> and <laughs> we steak had dinner. a steak. I might as well tell it because we're already into it. I take her to the steak dinner when I'm dating her from William Jewell our freshman year. And the chef brings out the steaks and Janine looks him dead in the eye and goes, can I get a bottle of ketchup? And I'm like, Ooh. whoa, what? <laughs> okay, so you're, you just you know asked how I the know chef you love for your a life? bottle of ketchup and you haven't even cut into your steak? Do you know how I know you love your wife? <laughs> I'd have got up and let her take care of the check. <laughs> you order ketchup with a steak? Now, granted, what, I was you want to go shampoo your cow? <laughs> I mean, you want to give it a perm? What, but in all, all fairness to bed. her and me as well, I I didn't do that. But I mean, you know me, man. I love a ribeye. I love that fat that's just embroidered into that steak. I love it. Um, but she's young, and that she's come to love steak a lot better. Never seen her uh, put ketchup on a steak in a long time, but Better that was not. pretty damn funny. Better not. Put me in a bad mood. Janine, Chef Lou. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be so uh, like there anymore after that, but no, that's not happening. <laughs> but that was a funny little thing. But no, Union Station is beautiful. I, I will tell you this, that if uh, something we should all do as a group too, we should go to our station union it's union station union, yeah, station. union station and um they've got a bar i bet is 70 easy 70 feet or longer and you sit there and then there's the, that million dollar projection on the ceiling yeah um, they copied that from fremont street it's absolutely yeah. amazing or i shouldn't say they didn't copy it they that the same people that did fremont street did union station well i think i went there like when it first opened, maybe six, seven years ago. I went I went to Union State when I'll tell you the last time I went to Union Station, the fucking hard rock was still there. Yes. It was we the used first to take place our kids I went there to see Santa. First place I went when I drove into St. Louis. Yeah. I went to the Hard Rock and went to Union Station. Okay. And everything was closed. Like there was a radio station operating out of upstairs <laughs> the escalator. That was it. There was nothing else in Union Station. Well the funny thing about I Union think, Station maybe. now that we're on it, um the KC actually in the back of the union station in the parking lot area had kc yeah and they actually had concerts there i saw wow. like uh, maybe we talked about Did this they? but i saw kansas at kc there Did oh they, wow when they have a live band do they they sync it with the with with, with the, the the flame show in the water i don't you, know you what i'm talking about right because they there's certain times of, of the day oh that's hilarious that they um 
Yeah, I'm going to take this. You guys go on. Go ahead, Mark. There are certain times of the day that, that they will play, it's usually classic rock, and they sync it with this fire show. They, they, they have these, it looks like water spigots um, in, in the water, but, but it, it, it actually shoots jets of flame into the air. Oh, cool. Kind of like those um, fountain shows? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I, actually, so what I was going to ask Hodge was uh, whether whether they, they sync that with, with live music, too. Because that would be an epic show. Well, that would be cool, but he was saying he went there six, seven years ago and Casey was still there. I don't think Casey's still in Union Station. Probably not. Yeah, but that's a cool place, too. Like, if you could have... Because uh, it's, it's, it's still... So, like... Um, it's, it's got the aquarium now, right? Ferris it's got wheel. the Ferris wheel. Yep. Um, it's, I, I want to, I, now I haven't, again, I told you, I haven't been there since, in six years. I haven't been there. All right. And I wonder if, did they build out the inside? Is there things inside now? Well, they used to have that shopping center that I was not ever a fan of. They had like blacklight golf in there. Um, people, tourists used to really like the, the fudge, the yeah, you because know, the guy would, would sing and tell jokes as he's making fudge and handout samples. <laughs> right. Um, they used to have, and it was it was a collection. It was a really strange collection of shops that you would never find together. Like here, we're, we're basically in a in, in an open air mall, and yeah, it's an outlet mall. But you won't find that, like they had a shop that was devoted to uh, grills. To grills, not, like not, teeth grills. Yes, teeth grills. Right on, man. <laughs> They had a go on and get some, Nelly. <laughs> they had they had a huge um, Budweiser store, and there was a guy in in, uh, in, in Tampa who, who was up. He said it was a sincere request. He was asking me to uh, to, to help him buy this five thousand dollars Budweiser food table they were selling there. Okay, now I'm not a Budweiser fan. Okay, they do own Goose Island now. But a Budweiser embraced pool table, dude, that would be cool. Seriously, that that that's a conversation piece right there. Oh, I want it sharking against uh, one of the uh, you know the bushes. I mean, he was high on coke, so I won his pool table. You know, um, yeah. But so we're we're working down to this cigar. Put the mic back on, brother. Yeah. So we can pick your sound up. Um, is this cigar growing on you at all, bro? And be honest, don't just because I gave you shit, don't say anything about it. Is it growing on you or is it just not a fan? Actually, I want to try taking it to a golf course. I think that oh, would... that's Oh, you know what? I want to bring that up. All right. So I, and I'm going to admit this right now. I used to talk about, now everyone, okay, you guys know, I've been golfing 18 months. That's how long I've been golfing. Okay. Picked up golf when I was 29 years old. Right. Picked up golf, okay? When I used to go golfing, I would bring out, like, you remember golfing together, I'd have very cheap, like, house blends or this or that, and I would, I would, what I, what I found is I would throw them on the ground, you know, and if I'd split the wrapper, I'd just throw it away and light another one, and I talk to people that golf a lot, you know, and I, I, I'm a big fan of Michael Jordan as a person, I don't know anything about basketball. But, like, his cigars and what he does in business and how he – I really enjoy that. And he's the one that kind of changed my mind a little over a year ago. He's like, so you can bring six cigars to a golf course for 18 holes, and you're only bringing six because you're not smoking six. 
you're going to blow four of them up. You're going to have one that lasts, and you're going to have one with your boys when you get done your drink and paying up the bets you lost. <laughs> and I was like, huh. So your birthday, I brought out the Whiskey Rebellions from Romacraft, and we all smoked them. I smoked one cigar through 12 holes. And when I put it down, I set it in the clip on the golf cart, came, but never had to relight it. You know, and I found I'm not in that mindset anymore that you've got golf gars, right? That's what they're called. They're, they're, they're shit sticks. They're, they're, you're smoking them because at that point I look at it now like it's a habit thing. You know what I mean? Like you're smoking yeah. shit. You're, would you smoke, if, if you have a, if you classify something as a golf cigar because it's not good enough to sit down and enjoy with a drink or food or whatever, that's not what you smoke, right? You just have it because you're smoking when you golf. Yeah, but that's, it's funny that you'd say that, and, and, I, and I think you're right about that, but, you know, golf has, as a sport, has this image of, of being kind of this this rich man's game that... Oh, it's that, definitely an old white man's game. That it, that's, you know, kind of a high-class high thing, but what I've been, what I've really been disappointed about is their drink selection. I mean, last time that, 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 that we were golfing, the drink card came around, I mean, it was well, okay, so there's a difference between a public course that sees 200 golfers a day versus a private club or a private country club that may see 50 of the same people every day. You know what I mean? Okay. There's a difference there. So, like, when we play at the Legends, okay, you notice we're never double booked? If we tee off at 210, the only reason anyone's up our ass is because we hit really bad and it took us 30 minutes to fish a hole. You know what I mean? Whereas when we played at that local course that we won't, you know, highlight or blow up because we don't do anything with them, uh, we were, there were people on us, they were in line waiting to tee off behind us. Yeah. You know, they, they those those public clubs, they, they filed them in because it was $35 for 18 holes with a cart, you know? So you're not going to have a huge, um, you know, cigar selection. You're not going to have finer offerings or craft offerings, you're not going to have them because most people that that, that that golf there, and this is not a stint on because I, the only reason I'm at a club now is because I'm part of a club, okay? When we played public courses all the time, you, we did we on your birthday. We yeah. rolled on a public course and we had Woodford. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Heavy, I think. Yeah. Makers? No, it was Makers. It was Makers. Yeah. You know, that was the best whiskey uh, we had. Makers, yeah. yeah. And we, what we do, we made the best fun we could out of it. Sure, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, and I, I don't. Well, okay, fine. I mean, I'm willing. I'm, I'll, if, if anybody wants to call it snobby, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. I guess. Oh, you're a stuck-up Soviet what, guy. We get you, man. What I, I mean, I, I do want a, a higher quality drink on, on, on the golf. Dude, course. that's why we sneak it in the golf bag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but we look at golf courses now. Like I joke, I'm like, we're rebels on a golf course, dude. Like, I wear my hat backwards. We play music in the golf cart. We, oh, that tee shot didn't work. Do it again. <laughs> like, we, you know, there there are clubs in this in this nation that if we walked on and did that, literally your name, your picture, your driver's license would be banned from the club. Because you know, your shirt's not tucked in, tuck it in. That's when I'm like, dude, I'm out. I don't care how pretty the course is, I'm leaving. I don't tuck my shirt in. I will say this about the golf and the, the as little as I do. I've really enjoyed it with you and some of my other friends that are golfers. I will say that when I do pick the cigars, I don't go with the dainty or the, you know, I am for sure smoking a good 660, 
like the Las Caveras has done me well. The Jaime Garcia, those those cigars seem to do really well for me on the golf course because um, I can leave them alone for a little bit. Yeah. Some of these cigars, you know, you need to be on them. Well, that's like when I burn properly you notice, and do these things. But the big boys. Um, you're talking about something with a lot of the girls. I'm just saying, you. well, like the, the 660 Premium <laughs> Asylum that I smoke, the Las Caveras is a good one that holds, I think, the Jaime Garcia 660. These, um, these cigars hold up on a good day because you can leave them for, for five, maybe six minutes and come back to it and boom, you're right back on it. It's good. But some of the, the smaller ring gauges and the ones that I think you have to be more on are, are not a good fit. At, at least that's my experience. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I agree. Like, I know I mentioned about, you know, what what MJ said about bringing six cigars you throw them away. We, all, we always have a lot of cigars in us because, you know, we, we hang out for good amounts of time and we, we are we are heavy smokers. We smoke cigars and we're together, right? But, like, like you do your 660s. You guys see me, when do you see me smoke the most Churchills? We're golfing. Because I feel the same way about a Churchill. You get a, if you, if you take care of your cigars, like we all do, and, and I agree, like Robustos, Toros, Solomons, if you pick any size between a Churchill and a 660, you've got to pay attention. you got to be delicate with them. you got to smoke them. But I'll smoke Churchills when like I'm out We're not going to be out there, everybody's... Uh, rolling the Lanceros out for golf. Right, I mean, right. that ain't the day for you that. You know, like I like I smoked the Mildios for the first time on the golf course last week. And I smoked it and it was it was good. It was great. And I was like, man, I really want to smoke that sitting down. Like it was it was just a damn good cigar. And I would take that cigar golfing any day of the week because that's a cigar I'll play eighteen with and enjoy the damn cigar the whole time. You know, so I guess my question is like but well, Mark, you answer because he just did. But do you have a standard of cigar you take golfing versus sitting down and hanging out? So, I mean, I was joking about the girthy ones because I because it's fun to kind of tease you about that because I don't I have a hard time finding those. But even before I I, I had my own set of golf clubs, I, I bought one of one of the, these. These copper cigar holders yep. to stake into, in, into the ground. I can definitely see you with one of those, man. You're all about. Well, and that and that's the thing now too. Deals. Like, what I don't understand where people rate those shit sticks to golf cigars versus dinner or hanging out cigars is there is literally I can probably on on I'll go on Amazon right now and find golf cigar holder and I'll find thirty different mechanisms and creations that will hold the cigar just like it, I mean there's mobile ashtrays that that lock into a golf cart you know what I mean like stinky makes makes the car ashtray that's literally got padded clips that slightly hold the cigar so it doesn't move when you're driving I kind of use my golf ball cleaner because I never yeah. clean my golf balls anyway <laughs> and like I mean if you're wire cleaning your your, uh, and I'm not there yet. I laugh now, but maybe I'm not there yet for my backspin. Like uh, I need my brush, clean out my lines, you know, get my backspin down, or clean my balls because I know there's a little bit of dirt on there that's gonna affect my putt. Yeah, I think, I'm not I, hit, there I, think yet. I hit a bug. So <laughs> <laughs> there's some guts there. We gotta clean that up. 
I'm actually thinking about buying a decent set of clubs. So, yeah, I, I'm with Man, you. Man, so let's go into a golf moment here. And this is relevant because the U.S. Open ended on Sunday, okay? You know, I've got my ping irons. So I'm, I was actually showing the Russian when he picked his clubs up last week. Ping just released. I'm, now, I don't know what these letters and numbers mean. It's the G4000T series. Yeah. It's, a, it's an awesome thick putter in this club. I am buying these because the heads are pitch black, the shafts are rose gold. Mm. It, it is so a you're, you're getting ready to get on, you're getting ready to get onto your second set of clubs. No, yeah. just a driver and a, oh. a, a driver a driver and a putter. Because I've got blue dot pings. Those fucking those things are worth. I want to uh, buy the set that's going to make me better. Oh, and better. Oh, oh, you want? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's like uh, you know. I want a cigar that when I smoke it, suddenly I own a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I want to take that one drug that I want makes everything me, uh, the best stuff. That keep me moving forward on my my right. golf thing I'm here because I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Really, you can uh, just look good doing it. How's that sound? I like that too. There you go. Like I might even invest in some golf shoes right now. I'm still oh, using shit. old pair of tennis shoes. What about those uh, cigars that had the gold leaf in them? The the, the, the Mark had. Still got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those? Where did did we? Yeah, I think I still have one. Your buddy gave those to us at. Uh, at no, uh, not the Cavaliers. I'm talking about the London Black Ties. The oh. entire cigar is wrapped in 24 karat edible gold. No, I don't think I've had one. Of so, them. have you ever? <laughs> you, I think you did. You took the nine volt battery and touched tongue with it. No, you've never done that. In your I whole have no life. memory. I have no memory of that. Right, it zapped you good. You've done that. Yes, of that's what that cigar tastes. Okay, do this. Take a penny and lick it. That's what that cigar tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes very metal. <laughs> Alright guys, so what we're gonna do, um actually we can just keep going. I don't think we need to take a break, do you? We're we gonna need to get take this. a break, but eventually we're gonna need uh some more sippers. That's true. And uh we're gonna announce break. announce our pick here. Um I, so are we all are we all on par that the one with the straw was the barrel pick? That's the house I think bottle. so. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. I just did the last bit. And it was just really smooth, and uh, it, that just has to be. Are, a, you, are you saying you know now which one is which? No, we don't. Don't know, but I'm. I am. I'm on it. I'm on it. I. I. I def. If you. Ha if I had to bet, it is. It is the one with the straw. Is the house bottle? Yeah. And I hope that's true because if not, I, mean, I hope so too because we picked be it just reaction. off the nose before we even drank it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very nice. It's beautiful. I did forget when we came out here to sit, even though we're we're rocking our new mics, that we do we we are sitting in the midst of an airport. That's right? true, dude. So we we played, got helicopters, helicopter training course out here. We got we, private jets flying right, in. We played that golf course last Friday. I was going to ask you about that. Uh, it's like awesome. It. Yeah, we should totally do it again. It's like twenty five dollars for eighteen holes. Cakewalk, awesome. Card included. Oh. Yes, but what we realized because that so that golf course, two hundred yards off the flight line, maybe that is a busy airport. Dude, well, there are people. You got to figure most going. of the businesses, businesses have their um, airplanes there. Like Janine actually uh, Anheuser, when she did their uh, West Coast promotion Cinco de Mayo, she fly out of Spirit with uh, the Anheuser deal which i tried to go but that was a no yeah no no <laughs> the yeah. bushes were into your wife not you <laughs> and, and I, I mentioned that there's a there's a guy who i i work with that uh apart from from his, his day job he's a flight instructor and and he, he teaches 
flight lessons out of that airplane. A helicopter or, or, or airplane? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely sold that that is... Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because now that the weather's breaking, I, I really would like to uh, try to at least play once a week if we couldn't do two, but... Well, I'm and thinking, I think that's going to um, be possible once I get a couple more weeks and we're both dealing with houses. I'm doing a remodel in a pool. You're finishing up your finishing. house. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, I wanted to say, you know, next Thursday is the 1st of October. Um, so I want to do our Oktoberfest episode next Thursday. I've got those cigars. They are the Oktoberfest cigars. That you got um, in Herman. I got those at, yeah, shout out to... Is oh. it, it's like a hog or yeah, ho, ho, oh oh man yeah I, I know. guys I am so sorry hogs well we'll look hogs, it up. hogs breath cigars no no I don't think so but it is a hog ward or something like that name of that cigar in Herman but we'll, we'll we'll uh, Google if you guys it. are ever in Herman this is a this is a man old man woman old woman mature young. Dude, this <laughs> well, you've covered every basis. Thank now, you, so. thank you, and all you people in between. Yeah, um, this cigar shop you walk in, very unique the way the humidors are kind of set up. But when you go left, there's there's a, a craft beard oil there from the barber next door, um, handmade canes, um, shed antler made straight raising shaving kits. Oh yeah, I saw that. Okay. Um, uh, hardwood and shed pins, knives, um, hand-sewn purses, wallets, leather crafting. Hogshead. Hogshead Hogshead Cigar Bar. Yeah. Um, They've got an awesome whiskey selection. That's where I I tried to get the picture, but uh, the missus uh, that owns the place wouldn't let me see it. Just don't go behind the counter. Yeah, don't go behind the bar. Slightly even look like you're going behind the counter. Um, But that's where I had that Booker's 2016-02. Yeah. Thomas's batch, so, so is that which was uh, very unique. So, oh, wow, wow, man! You, you... I guess we'll just take care of the place while you guys. Yeah, are. we got it. He, I huh? think he. How oh, honestly he knows we were gonna have no trouble picking that out. Did what? you see, by the way, I came in the front this time. I came in the front, too. Did you see the picture of what this is supposed yeah. to look like? Yeah. Crazy I, looking, man. I thought he was going to come out and do the reveal. Oh, he will. They're, they're, probably, they're actually probably doing something for... They're probably going, going, to, they're going to look at a couple locations, probably. Um, so this place that you're talking about in Herman, the, the, the cigars... They, are they are they buying from from somebody else and then putting their own labels on it? No, no, no this is a cigar shop. It's a it's a brick and mortar store. Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I hung out with Rusty there. Rusty was doing a general event there. Yeah, but I, but I meant like those ones that the, those those uh, October ones. No, these are that's... from Caseda, from the company Caseda. Okay. These are the 2018 Oktoberfest cigars. Because I don't know how common it is, but like I, I know that like I I've seen you know you know cigar shops doing that. On occasion, even uh, their own well, cigars. Yeah, well, they, they like, yeah. They, Stanley's they, has they their own. That you know. It's well, a, you have house blends yeah. that you get from someone. Okay. Yeah, but, but no, no. Case no. where they're like taking a glue stick and like gluing the the band around it. Jeez, you got that kind of time. I don't know. Well, yeah. there are sometimes that you have to do that because your your blender didn't put the labels on. I have had to do that before, where they sent the cigars you blended, 
with a big pack of labels and an Elmer glue stick. <laughs> so, you know, because that's actually how labels are probably, in case you didn't know, it's with, with glue. Um, but, uh, no, this is a brick-and-mortar store. I want to say the owner's name is Patrick, and his wife's name... Renee? No, 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 no. Car Carol? Carol? Colleen, Colleen. Patrick and Colleen, those are the owners. Um, they actually turned the upstairs to that place is a bed and breakfast that you can rent and you can stay upstairs. Um, the room, that, the house that we stayed in was a turn of the century house, less than a block up the road. So walk down there, awesome, awesome store. No, the Oktoberfest cigars we're going to smoke are the 2018 uh, Beer That's the size, it's the Toro, uh, Caseta Oktoberfest. So Dominican, Honduran, and Nicaraguan, kind of a mutt thrown all together. But they're a lot of fun to smoke. And the funnest thing to do with them is smoke smoke them with a bunch of different Oktoberfest beers. Because they're they're not seasoned, but they are blended to match the tartness of Oktoberfest lagers. That's what they're made for. But they're they're you smoke one. They're good cigars. Yeah, yeah. They're they're now, good speaking cigars. Speaking of Oktoberfest, have, have you guys been to the uh, the uh, what is it, the Hofbrau House in Belleville? Have yeah. you been there Amazing. Yet? Love that place. I've been there. Uh, I've not been since it changed hands. I haven't been there since before coronavirus. Oh, I didn't know it changed hands, but I haven't. Oh, been there it was closed for a month. It changed hands. Somebody bought it, and now it's new ownership. Yeah. Oh, but I have not been since then. But me and Janine went, and uh, we we had a we had a really good time. I really enjoyed the place. Yeah, it's a uh, awesome place. So maybe I, I we really should. Like uh, it. And combined with still trying to get over to the Cigar Inn, uh, which we still need to do. Um, yeah. Well, we're finishing up the cigar. Yeah, I, we're wrapping these up. Guys, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break here, finish out these cigars. We're going to do our last 40 minutes on our second smoke of the day. Um, and we're going to get the reveal on whether we were right or wrong on this pick. And we're going to open up with another bourbon to go in. Beautiful. Um, we'll make sure we have the bottles out so we can check them out. You guys stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. Cheers. All right, guys, we're back. We're going to get uh, the bourbon cowboy here hooked up on his mic. And we're going to jump into these new cigars. Um, so uh, the Snyders are at a meeting right now, but we did pick properly. The uh, Yellowstone with the straw is the barrel pick, so I think uh, we um, we did good. We are a officially no artisting, <laughs> at least at a least little. today. At least today we got lucky today. But no, I think we we really got it right off the nose before even drinking it. That there is a definite definite difference so this is interesting on our instagram we just got a message from a, a guy named jeremy he runs a media production company he follows our podcast and likes what he hears um he's offering us an outside podcast editor to streamline our workflow um not entirely sure if this is a con or not so i'll tell you what before we reply to you if you reply to this podcast when it goes up uh, we'll see. I'll talk with the uh, Bourbon Cowboy, and we'll see. But for now, we're doing our jam. So that's fair, right? If it's not bullshit, reply after this podcast. Right. And we'll see what happens. So let's uh, get these babies cut. Boom. Well, yeah, let's cut into these cigars. So, are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about this because it looks So 
Yeah, I'm going to jump into what I know. And I'm going to kind of turn around on a few things that we've talked about. Some of these cigars I am going to slightly look into on the show just to uh, get a little knowledge. But we are smoking the... That's Jenny. She's just getting home from work. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, she's, she's landing. Uh, Russian, you good, buddy? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So we are smoking... The Russian and I are smoking the Robusto, the 550 Robusto. Um, so it's the Master 3 blends from Oliva. And then the Bourbon Cowboy is smoking the Torpedo Oval of the same thing. Now this is an Oliva product. Um, and this is the Master Blender series. Um, uh, three, three Master Blenders put together beautiful cigars man i mean they look amazing the label is really different so, uh i'm not trying to jump in again but i'm just no, go ahead, you know man. how i always it looks i mean it's like uh a picture of you know the tobacco fields of some sort but it's got a really beautiful blue and green and mastermind yeah the label is really cool i'm really looking forward to this seeing what this is going to smoke like and before we go any further, too, we are we jump back because I don't know how many podcasts we're into now, but I'm guessing 38, 39. We're right there. We're right at our maybe a 40th episode, but we went to our locker and we pulled out um, one of our favorites, uh, JW Dant, um, which is a 100 proof bottle and bond, one of our bibs, one of the ones we like. It's a $20 bottle that, man, anytime it's delicious. And we've had it on the show before. And talked about it so we don't need to waste a lot of time with it but right I that's will, what we're going to be drinking for sure sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you're good um so on this cigar of course we're not reading any taste notes or anything like that we won't do that but this is a um this is a blend of cigar that originally was released for the oliva family members only uh it's a connecticut broadleaf wrapper with cuban seed nicaraguan lajero tobaccos on the binder and the filler um, directly from Oliva-owned tobacco estates. So this should be a very hearty, um, strength-wise, it should have a good roast to it. Um, and it says two, two, uh, 2006. Yeah, that's back. when, uh, yeah, uh, Liga Maestro. So this was a private master select is what this was. So this is a... Uh, much like if you draw recognition to the birth of the Liga number nine, the Liga Provada number nine from uh, Drew Estate, that cigar was sort of in the same way. That cigar was was originally um, was a private estate cigar only for Drew Estate. Um, so this is kind of the cool kind of follow up. Now I haven't actually even physically seen this cigar uh, in probably five years. Um, and I'm wondering if it's a little different because the price is much different on it now. Uh, I remember, uh, and it may not have even been this exact cigar, to be honest. I can tell you I haven't, may or may not have smoked this at some point. Is so. the, the, the 2006 on the back of the label, is that the first year that it was released? Um, maybe, or that is the familial release. Mm -hmm. That's when it, it became what it, what it, um, or it's the estate of 2006. Maybe that's when the tobacco started building up and out, you know? So that, that very well could have been what it is. 
Uh, that's interesting. So the other thing too is, is this is not like a true uh, box press. It is more of an oval. Yeah. Now this is, this is a kind of a, a Vitola that I can smoke. This reminds me a lot of the San Latano oval that AJ did. Um, was one of the first to push out an oval press. So it's just like a box press, but it's not squared out. You know, this still holds more of a robusto type shape. What I like about this, it doesn't it doesn't hold the the squared edges. That I don't like the way it breathes. This still has some um, circumference to it. So in the production method, they still use a press to make this. Oh, every cigar goes into a press, yeah. But instead of going into a, a box press where it's constantly pressed down into square rollouts uh, or into uh, molds. This is probably done in more of a creative way in a regular Robusto mold or in Torpedo mold. Tour. Is it wet when they do that? <clears throat> tobaccos are, yeah. Some people moisten them. Um, and most tobaccos, when they're rolled, are very, uh, very humid. So there is moisture in the tobacco. Um, but that's, that. I mean, honestly, I didn't roll it. I don't, I, I don't know. You know, and I wasn't there when they did it. So this is interesting. it's a little interesting. This, actually, this one has... Uh, very kind of a savory quality. I like it. There's, there's actually kind of, kind of a something, something about it reminds me of soy sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. Um, actually, right off the uh, the initial smoke that came off the light, I thought, um, you know, fruit. <laughs> I really did. I was thinking more like. I'm thinking of Chinese food, sushi maybe. It's well, it's definitely way, way different uh, flavor profile than the uh, the Euroa cigar. Yeah, the Euroa that we did. Uh, Very good, beautiful label, man. I mean, you're yeah, like you said, you're probably looking at the backdrop on uh, probably the Oliva Estate. There, that's probably what that is. And then there's actually a picture of somebody on there. I don't. That's the master. That's probably uh, um, Ernesto Oliva, I believe. I believe his name is Ernesto. I'm not sure. Um, much better cigar though. Still out here in this beautiful weather. It's a great day to be outside. Um, and we have JW Dan. So we're working with here. Yeah. Cheers, boys. So, yeah. Let's get our first clanky. We didn't do that. Like I said, so our, our taste was on point. We did pick the barrel pick. Um, very unique. That was a lot of fun. That was cool. I like I like doing them back-to-back uh, -back that way, especially when you've got a general production, you know, or a, a general release um, against a barrel-picked item, you know. So I, I didn't get to tap on that. I am going to tap on that. I, so I was here when uh, Brian and Dana received the samples. And Brian was touching on it before he had to walk away for his meeting, how because of COVID, they couldn't go down and actually draw from the barrel themselves and actually do a proper pick tasting. A proper pick tasting. I said pickle in there somewhere. Um, so what they did is they actually sent over um, 375 bottles of three different cast strength barrels. Okay. Uh, the thing I didn't like that was a little strange. So they sent over these whiskeys that were at 100 between 129 and 133 proof, and they picked the the third option, which was very good. But I remember it distinctively. 
there was so much heat that was matched with so much sweetness from the char. It was like, holy shit, if you put that in a bottle, man, that's like, I haven't tasted that before. That, it was really good. But they actually sent instructions on how much water to add to it to dilute it down to the 93 proof that you're going to get in the bottle. Is there a requirement for Yellowstone? Uh, I don't know. This is where I was going to ask. I don't have an answer to this. I don't think Yellowstone does a cast strength product. And if I don't know. But my, my thing is, if they don't release a cast strength, they're probably not going to offer one in a barrel pick. You know, they might not be there yet. You know, some companies do do that. You know, if you want to go, if you want to go draw a barrel, you can draw a barrel from, uh, you know, uh, cast strength or, uh, you know, if they've got barrel finishes, you can pick from different finishes to see what it turns into. Yeah, like well, in Australia, for example, you can get a bib, you can get cast strength. Well, that's why I'm interested when we get a hold of him again to see if he still has the sample bottles because that would be interesting for us to uh, try some of that I, 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 and I would think he would still have them but we'll just have to see. So the last time I participated in the one we talked about last week, uh, it's, 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 the, uh, it was the Old Forester Barrel Pick and there was one in particular that, that it, was, it was run by Jackie and there was, there was one that, that met Jackie really liked the, the most out of them because it was it was the one that was the outlier it was so different than the traditional forester and she wasn't trying to steer anybody in in, in a particular towards a particular section but it was very clear that she preferred that one because it was so different and unfortunately i think that that group because it was we, we all did it by voting and the one that we ended up with was 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 probably the sweetest of the group. And I started I, I started thinking about what's important in a, in a, in a, in a barrel pick. I mean, in her case, she wanted something that was that that was as as different as possible from their flagship product. You're talking about Jackie. Yes. Right. Okay. And, so I, I mean I, I guess I was going to pose that question to you anyway. Like, what would you look for? Um, if if I'm doing a barrel pick, so if, if like and, and hopefully craft imperial, uh, because speaking of Old Forester and Jackie, like when I listen to that podcast, their barrel picks are not only open to businesses; like they welcome individual barrel picks, much like Steve Wellgars from Still Six Thirty does. Um, if I'm doing a barrel pick, I'm literally looking at, it would have to be a, a base, um, or if, if, it, if it's a, a cash strength, or, you know, like if, if there was a way that we could do a Booker's barrel pick, I would, I would want something, the first thing I would want is I would want to know that the proof at what we're picking from is the proof at what's bottled, right? I don't want to, because I don't want to pick something at 130 proof that's got all the the, the sulfites and the char and the sweetness and the uh, the collective body of the entire spirit to find out that I'm going to get all that, but in its adolescent form, you know? Um, so if I'm picking some, let's say we're doing a barrel pick on Weller, okay? 12-year Weller, doing a barrel pick, right? or a foolproof, doing a foolproof pick, okay? I want that heavy wheat sweetness, okay? But I also want it where there's a little bit more of the heat of the wheat in the front 
and the sweetness is the retro effect. That's what I would want. Because it would be distinctively different. Not to copy what you said about what and what, Jackie wanted. What bookers have you had that you tasted that profile that you can think of? Shiny Barrel. Because yeah. that's at least... I mean, it's been a while since I've looked at it. That has to be 124 to 126. 126.4. Yeah. Yeah. And I would want something like that. You know, and I wouldn't do a barrel pick, especially with the kind of bourbon that we're very on par with now that we really like. I mean, let's be honest. 100 proof is probably the minimum that we thoroughly enjoy. I mean, this 93 proof barrel pick of Yellowstone, we liked it. It's a very, it's a good whiskey. Very good. But I think we're so adapt to that 120 plus now, and the way the 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 way the heat and the char level doesn't play against the sweetness or the the, the vegetative or the 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 um, like meaty texture that you get from some of these whiskeys. I want that. I, I want a combination of, and I almost think it's like you're tasting on six barrels. I, I, I like the way that when you taste on them, you remove a barrel, then you do it again. Then you do it again. Then you do it again. Because what you're doing is it's not, I don't want to say it's process of elimination, but as you pick, you're going to find one, right, that you're like, oh, that's it. Then the next one's missing. It's missing something that just doesn't do it. Or the next one is, oh, that's it too. But there's something, you know what I mean? There's this cool kind of collective conscience that you get to draw from until you narrow it down to one pick. I've, 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 I've often wondered about this subject because... Like I've noticed that, that, for example, restaurant owners that that, that, pick, that do a barrel pick, uh, talking to them privately, often they'll, they'll say that they prefer drinking it at cask strength, but they order the, the bottles to be 80%, like 80 proof, I mean, 80 proof because they can produce more bottles, which means greater revenue. Is they're focused on that than, than, than what would be the, the best the power. I understand that. I mean, Hodge, what would you look for in a barrel pick? Well, considering the fact that me and you have a pretty similar uh, taste profile um, that we like, um, I definitely like the bookers. But, you know, for me, if I was going to spend the money to do a barrel pick, I like the fact that I've gone to some um, bourbon parties where there's a lot of bourbon now. And I'll just try a small amount of everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, one dump, one dump, one dump. And then all of a sudden, there's one that just stands out. And sometimes when you do these things slow, especially when I'm tasting bourbon, I'm looking for that one whatever that complexity is of that barrel pick it just stands out and then then you look into it and you says well holy hell you picked out something that's 126 127 it's got one of the reasons we like the 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 bookers is because it's almost like it's the same mash bill but somehow they just have these secret ingredients of how they do it with the blending or whatever to just make it a little different. And that's what I would look for in a barrel pick. I'd like to try a lot of different things in a small uh, amount of time and find something that really stands out that hit me right off the bat rather than micromanage every 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think you, and this is what our podcast is all about too, is like not over managing, over information. You know, it, it, it is what it is. And, and that's what, that's how I would pick it. If we got to a point where we wanted to go look, whether it would be Booker's, whether it would be Heaven Hill or whatever, and they gave us an option of, of trying some things, that's what I would be looking for is something that stands out the flavor profile, the complexity is all there, and it kind of stands out as something that you haven't really tasted, but you enjoy the hell out of it. Oh, that was crazy. We just saw the best face mask ever. Oh, <laughs> I just, and he looked right at us, man. This gentleman like, just walked up with his face mask and a mouth of the cigar on the side. We're going to have to get a picture with that man in his mask. That was awesome. Sorry. I know we were serious for a minute, but yeah, I have to say. It always I, happens. There's <laughs> I wanted to bring this up too because I was down at Missouri Athletic Club the other day and I've met a lot of gentlemen who smoke cigars and this guy was a, 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 a Padron, am I saying it? Am I Padron? Yeah. Yeah. But it, he, this is how he smokes it, just like this. He sticks it in the side of his mouth like this. What happened? Oh, my ass fell. He smokes it like this. He keeps it in the side of his mouth like this. That's that old school thing, man. They like to chew on the end of it. And I think for him, maybe he's one of those guys. He's wanting to get that uh, nicotine, that that nicotine buzz off the cigar. That nicotine buzz off the cigar that uh, I've not seen too many guys, except like the old hobo, you know, and some of these decanters and shit, that actually, you know, the guy, he's got the damn cigar in his mouth all day long. Yeah, yeah. Those are the guys that chew on the end of it, you know. Um, I want to ask you what you think. Hey, high five on the taste profile, baby. We did it, my man. He knew we would How'd the meeting go, good? How you doing, stud? All right, man. Say hi. So, uh, that's Andrew Snyder. That's uh, the man there. <laughs> um, so, Brian, um, how was? We want to grab Brian. I want to see. My big question is if he has the original sample. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, he's got. He's over there talking. Attention. Yeah, he's over there talking. Well, you participated in a barrel pit. Yeah. So you got you got to enjoy some of that, right? I bring it back. I want to kind of pair that with cigars now, right? So it's like it's like with cigars, okay? When you pick a barrel, you're not, or when you build a cigar, you don't just roll out some tobacco and run with it. You know what I mean? You I didn't want to interrupt. You. Blends over blends over but blends over blends. I was very curious blends. if you have the samples from the original uh, barrel picks that you choose that you chose this one that you chose. Do you still have those? If you had them, we would love to. I don't know if that would be possible. We could try them. I, yeah, that'd be awesome. Meeting went good. Good. All right, buddy. Um, yeah, that's how it is with cigars, too. It's, it's kind of the same thing. It's not, like he said, it's not so much that you're being meticulous about every little thing. It's kind of when all those little things you maybe don't want to think about are suddenly right there. And then it's, okay, your building block, you've got it. Now let's see what you, if you find one that makes it a little better. And a little better, and a little better. That's how the shiny barrel was picked. If you... One of the reasons, another reason that I love the Bookers is they put a little story in between how it was picked. 
and the shining barrel was that the master distiller was going around uh, the rick house and he was always finding this one barrel like they're continually rolling and changing and there was like a rub on this one barrel that he was noticing out of all the others and that's the one he picked and he was like everybody was really going back to that one barrel and tasting it so obviously they were liking it and um listen you 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 can do this for years and years and years and i think that's what me and mark have discussed in our podcast with cigars as well as bourbon is if you've been in sales there's the kiss technique you know that keep it simple stupid find something that's got great flavor complexity and really stands out and tastes great and i think that's what you want to do in a barrel pick and when you talk to these guys that have been distilling for years and generations when you really get down to it that's what they're doing when they go into these rick houses um so anyway hopefully that made sense but that's that was my thought that was solid man Mark, does that kind of flow with what you were thinking, or? Yeah, um, so, I, I, I can't say that, that, that I, I would always go with the with the outlier, because sometimes the outlier is just not good. I mean, so, I, I, I think that a barrel pick should be something unique. I think that, um, I mean, often the goal when, 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 they, when they have kind of a flagship product, they're they're going for consistency, so they're blending it to, to, to really mirror the, the same taste taste profile over and over again because because that's what they want the brand to be known for, and so I don't I don't like picking something that that, that follows that. And the, and the, the the fun part about a barrel pick is that you can get something that, that that's really good, and yet unique and, and, and if you taste it up blind, I would like the idea that if I pour it for you, you're not going to pick it up and say, well, that tastes like a forester. And I'm using them as an example, but, but I mean, it could be any well, of them. I get that. Yeah, that's cool. I get that. Yeah, that's interesting. And then, and then you start, then, then suddenly you're surprised because you're like, well, shit. Well, how, there's how, the guy with the did, uh, mask that we love, just peed um, up. Maybe Brian knows. Go ahead. I'm I mean, sorry I mean, to interrupt so you. you just, so, so then you're surprised because 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 you're not used to them having that that flavor range or that profile in, in, in their expressions, and I, I I think that's for me that's that's the goal. And, 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 um, I guess when I was thinking about when he asked the question that we're all been talking about now for five ten minutes, I guess for me I would definitely would want to go there. I would definitely want to get in the Rick house. I would want to be a part of the whole process and picking it, therefore creating a story, how it all happened, why I picked it, because if it's my barrel pick, we're spending the money on it. That's what we're going to want to do. We're going to share that with our peeps that, hey, here's the story, just like we had uh, nearest on, uh, you know, it's all about the story. It's all about how it was picked, and then we we're gonna we're gonna take a leap of faith with you and taste your product, and hopefully you really like it and it's different and unique, and you're 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 putting them through the process of what they're liking about it and what you liked, and then I think that's how you do it. At least that's my thought. I like that. I do. 
So, what do we think on this uh, Oliva? That's so funny. Now, now, I was so out there on some other thing. Now I have to get back to this cigar again. But this thing is just a good smoke. I hate to say it uh, as simple as that, but... Russian, what do you think, man? Actually, I, I really like this one. This one? <clears throat> okay. So my verdict on the other one really didn't change. I was disappointed in um, This, on the other hand, uh, I'm pretty impressed with this. Now, I've retrohaled it a couple times, and I'm trying to get I like the, flavors. I, don't... I, I still, even, even this far into it, I I like the savory quality. It reminds me of <laughs> That fits its made so goddamn good. It does. So like you said, you said sushi. Like it, the, the retro hell holds all, it's actually really sweet when you retro it. I kind of, I, I like it a lot. Like it kind of makes you salivate. Um, but if, if I'm, t it's, it's grainy. Like I'm thinking like, you know, he said sushi, like rice, it's grainy like rice. Yeah, but the other thing too is we're on this dent. Well, that dent, that dent too. The, now, the, the sweetness in that dent is, I'm pretty much just going to start analyzing whiskey and cigars like this. They're sweet, earthy, and spicy, and that's just, you know what? If I could throw a bunch of cigars, actually, that's something we should try. Mark, remember that bottle I did? I took that um, two-year-old American single malt, and then I unwrapped a Tatuaje Skinny Monster Drac, and I filled the barrel with the tobacco, and I poured the bottle on the barrel. That thing's been sitting for over a year now. Oh, you still have it? Yeah, I haven't even put it back in the bottle yet. It's still in the, uh. <laughs> in the barrel. It's actually packed up in a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this cigar, for me, I think the one thing that you said, I get a real earthy tone to this, um, and then you put the dent, which is kind of crazy, because this is, I think our price point on this cigar was $11, but when you um, put it up with this dent, man, it becomes even a little nicer, because you're getting a little something from the bourbon that this doesn't have. This has got a really nice, earthy, very consistent. Um, the ash on this is way different than the other one we smoked. Um, I don't know why I can't get that name down, but um, yeah, it's definitely a great cigar. Yeah. I don't know how many of these I have smoked this, um, you know, we're box press round in this oval. This is a little, this is different too. I, I really enjoy this cigar. Um, like with the torpedo end and the oval yep. shape. Yeah, I haven't smoked many oval cigars. Like the San Latano oval from AJ, I've had that. Uh, this one. There's another one that is escaping me. And I don't know why. I want to say, I want to say the the La Promesa, the new was the new release from my father. Either the La Promesa or the it started with an O. It's it's opera in Spanish. Uh, I think one of those was was oval pressed. I think. And the the Oscar twenty twelve uh, barber pole. That was oval pressed, um, so I don't really. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know. And, and I'm interrupting this, but we've just so you guys know, we're on the front uh, front porch of Lit, 
and all these now we just had a woman walk in with a mask which i've never seen that one before it fit her face so well the other guy who had the mask he just came back with a cigar yeah picture i mean that fits his face like it's like he had a custom made with the cigar and it fits his nose and everything could have been for and sure and that one i've never seen that mask even though i know it sounds crazy we're talking about masks but we live in a mass society right now so we definitely got to talk to that guy figure out his mask because that was interesting but i really like this combination of this master blend olivia um, with the dead um, which we just went in our box and grabbed that and it has worked out really sweet yeah bottle and bond it's always good in the podcast on a bib well, um, hell, I don't know how much more we can add to this podcast. I think we, I mean, I think we wrap this cat up, man. Yeah. I think this is a really good podcast. I'm glad that we, uh, I guess our palettes are semi-professional. We nailed that that barrel that barrel pick. Yes, so we did. That was fun. I want to thank Ryan and Dana, of course, for the locker sponsorship and for pouring us those and putting them together. Uh, we'll get some cool pictures that will go up with all of this. Uh, this is the Viking. I think the sound quality is going to be incredibly better. I've been watching the... Um, analytics here and it's it's picking up and putting down very well so I these were a very good investment I think it's gonna pick things up a lot better so beautiful uh, from me I'm out uh, Russia what do you got man what do you got we're in, we're we're, we're uh, dialing down and we're closing out captain is he a captain what is he a ship clerk what is he I mean I don't know just got off a boat hanging out in his cowboy boots with us today. Actually, I mean, it feels a little weird wearing we're, we're the uh, hat with the, with the scrambled eggs and, and, and what really looks like a Navy Chiefs symbol in the middle. It's like a Mariner Chiefs hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mariner's Chiefs. Huh. That's yeah. awesome. What do you got, man? Sign it out. Yeah, you didn't see so much actually Okay. Okay. You guys, so you said whiskey. At I'm point. sure you guys seen a picture of the Mad Russian, but his cheeks are red. He's so happy. This is the Bourbon Cowboy. I want to thank all the Graft Imperial guys for hanging out with us again at Lit and our sponsor. And uh, hey, we'll see you guys uh, next week.